The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea. Such great crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat there while the whole crowd stood on the beach. And he told them many things in parables. Listen, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seeds fell on the path, and the birds came and ate them up. Other seeds fell on rocky ground where they did not have much soil, and they sprang up quickly since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched. And since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and brought forth grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Let anyone with ears listen. Then the disciples came and asked Jesus, Why do you speak to them in parables? He answered, To you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. For to those who have, more will be given, and they will have an abundance. But from those who have nothing, even what they have will be taken away. The reason I speak to them in parables is that, seeing they do not perceive and hearing they do not listen, nor do they understand. With them indeed is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah that says, You will indeed listen, but never understand, and you will indeed look, but never perceive. For this people's heart has grown dull, and their ears are hard of hearing, and they have shut their eyes, so that they might not look with their eyes, and listen with their ears, and understand with their heart, and turn, and I would heal them. But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. Truly I tell you, many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see, but did not see it, and to hear what you hear, but did not hear it. Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what is sown in the heart. This is what was sown on the path. As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet such a person has no root, but endures only for a while. And when trouble or persecution arises on account of the word, that person immediately falls away. As for what was sown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the lure of wealth choke the word, and it yields nothing. But as for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and yields, in one case a hundredfold, in another sixty, and in another thirty.
the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Just before reflecting on the scriptures, we've heard a couple of updates. First, about the St. Vincent de Paul store downtown. It is going to be opening again soon. More details about that will come. Um, In the meantime, they're working on giving the place a bit of a refresh, cleaning it up, things like that. And they've asked that until the store opens again, that you hold off on making, dropping off any donations there to the store. In the meantime, however, they do hope to have a bit of, a, of an item drive here at the church on the weekend of July 29th and 30th to help restock the shelves of their store. They're looking especially for housewares, clothing, and small working appliances if they're in working condition. So, uh, yeah, there'll be some more details about that. But uh, the, the hope is that between now and that weekend of July 29th and 30th, Maybe you'd take a look through your garage or your basement and see if there are some things that you no longer need that maybe someone else might need and bring it here on that weekend. Um, next, about the, uh, the, our ninth celebration on the 90th anniversary. It's shaping up to, to look to be a fantastic day. Uh, so uh, after Mass in the morning, we'll have Mass together with the bishop and with some confirmations, baptisms, a bunch of things. We're going to celebrate that morning. Uh, then the Knights of Columbus are providing a, a, a barbecue. Um, and after that, we've got live music, games for children. I think even a cotton candy machine and Bouncy Castle have been arranged. And we will conclude with prayer here in the afternoon in this church here. Now, we do need some help, especially with running some of the games for children. Uh, and this might be a great opportunity for anyone, but especially those who maybe need some of those community service hours. Or maybe some have finished grade 8 and they want to get a head start on their service hours. So this is a great chance to start that. At the entrance, there's a sign-up sheet for help with, um, uh, to offer some help with running some of the games for children. Just for two to three hours on the afternoon of September the 10th in the park across the road. Speaking of children, though, while growing up, one of the ways my siblings and I would entertain ourselves might be to play a board game, and one game we might pull off the shelf was the game Clue. Now, for my siblings and I, we didn't use the game as it was intended. For us, the game was yet another way to determine which of us was the greatest, And while I'm sure I won most of the time, that's not what the point of the game was. Maybe some here have played the game and they know better. The intended purpose of the game is to use the process of elimination to hopefully be the first to solve the mystery of a fictional murder. The game presents a mystery, and while players begin not knowing the details of the outcome, They're eager to play because they know the mystery has a solution. It's a quality I don't think we ever really grow out of. 
we like to solve mysteries. Crosswords, Sudoku, puzzles, and games of so many kinds offer mysteries, and they work only because we know there's a solution. I suspect a great many scientists and inventors are motivated in the same way. They're stirred to explore mysteries. At every Mass, right after the consecration, that point when the bread and wine become the body and blood of our Savior, the priest says, the mystery of faith. Our faith is no game or puzzle, but it also presents mysteries for us. Over the next few weeks, we're going to reflect on a few features of the Mass, but this weekend, I'd like to consider how the Mass stirs up to explore the mysteries of our faith. God's love, forgiveness, and mercy, his wisdom, the ways he transforms suffering and death into life, why he allows certain evils to continue, even how the bread and wine become the body and blood of our Lord, are all mysteries we're stirred to ponder in the Mass. It's helpful to take a moment to consider the mysteries of our faith, because when we come to church, these mysteries may not be the first thing on, on the mind. Instead, the thoughts of parents might be, more, might be more about how to keep their children settled for 60 minutes. A stressed employee might come with a mind full of thoughts about the upcoming tasks of the week. It's easy here to forget about the mysteries of our faith and instead be thinking about what we'll watch next or eat next. We come with different worries about the state of the world, the state of our relationships, and the state of our health, and all these thoughts work to keep our attention away from mysteries by pretending to be more real. But the mysteries of our faith and who they are about are eternally real, and, they fo- and focus on these mysteries is important. The game of Clue works best when players focus on the mystery to be solved. The same is true for any puzzle. And it's difficult to imagine a scientist making a huge breakthrough without having at least some focus on the work of discovery. For someone trying to solve uh, the mystery of a puzzle, the different rules and patterns help them to keep focus. A scientist may turn to the scientific method to keep focus on solving some mystery of the world. For us in this place, we can use our senses to keep focused on the mysteries of our faith. The gospel for today recalls a moment when Jesus was teaching a great crowd of people who were interested in the mystery of who Jesus was. Using different parables, Jesus taught the crowds, and when he was finished, he said to his disciples, Blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. The disciples didn't have to understand the mysteries of faith to be blessed. There was nothing they had to solve to be blessed. They simply had to hear and see what God had to present to them. So that's what we do here. Our church is filled with all kinds of things to see that remind us of the mysteries of our faith. 
The liturgies we celebrate are filled with all kinds of things to hear that draw our attention to those same mysteries. In this Mass, we'll even encounter the mysteries of our faith through touch and taste. On occasion, even incense is used to include our sense of smell. We are blessed here, not because we solve mysteries, but simply because we focus on the mysteries of our faith, and through them, we meet our Savior. So when coming here, be deliberate when using your senses. When focus proves challenging, take a moment to consider what you're seeing and hearing, what you taste and touch in communion. Our faith contains many mysteries. We're blessed simply by keeping focused on them. I recalled earlier how a game or puzzle only works when you know there's a solution to the mystery. No one will bother with a crossword if there's no solution, and children will tire of games that have unbeatable mysteries. Our faith contains many mysteries that often defy all understanding, but that's okay. We don't have to understand everything to be blessed. Our Savior has promised to reveal all when the time is right. What we do here, the praise we offer him, and the love we accept from him is great practice for that moment when all mysteries and truths will be made known. It's promised to be a moment of great, a, a, a moment far more joyful than winning any game or solving any puzzle. God of all creation, as good soil nourishes seeds, we pray that the mysteries of our faith would nourish us. When facing distraction or worry, when understanding is difficult and we're tempted to dwell on other things, send your Holy Spirit to open our hearts to ponder your mysteries so we would be blessed by what we see and hear in this place. May the mysteries of our faith stir us to reflect on the love of your Son, in whose name we pray. Amen.